And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is Play by Play coming to you live here on this Friday. It's the end of the week, and we've got a fun-filled show coming your way that'll start off with a little intro segment, you know, previewing and giving some scores and some rundowns of some things happening in the state, but then also we'll dive into the meat and potatoes of the show, which will begin with Chandler Gitros at 1145, talking about some tarpon baseball, also breaking down some things that are you know, happening over on campus out there. And then at noon, I'll tell you about Thursday night football, right? We had an interesting Thursday night football game with the Bills defeating the Patriots. Told you guys to take the Bills minus three and a half. Um, and then at 12-15, we've got Damian St. Pierre, Golden Medal Middle School basketball coach. Boys and girls, the boys started their season a couple days ago. The girls are going to be starting up soon as well. Wags Damian about how things are going over in Tarpon Land. Then we've got weekend predictions, we've got betting picks, and we've got um, also, you know, the uh, beginning of our weekend, which is going to be busy here on Coastal Broadcasting. Tonight, over on our sister station, ESPN 100.3, you'll be able to catch Westgate at Deskerhan. <clears throat> That's a Division One non-select semifinal football game. Westgate is 10-3, and Deskerhan 12-1. Pre-game 6.30, kickoff 7 o'clock. My buddy Jeff Boggs will be there, as well as... His sideline reporter, Mr. Keith Bear. you could stream it at www.espn1003.com or at www.kane1240.com uh, to catch that matchup there. It'll also, of course, be broadcast live on the radio on ESPN 100.3 and also on KANE uh, 107.5 FM and 1240 AM. So you could catch that one on our uh, New Iberia and New Orleans networks here on our LaRose network. We're going to be live tonight at Patterson High School for South Lafouche versus Patterson. That is a boys basketball varsity non-district matchup. The Tarpons taking on the Lumberjacks. You'll be able to catch a three-man crew. Myself, Brian Colley, and Taylor Griffin will be live bringing to you the Lumberjacks and the Tarpons. Uh, cannot wait for that matchup. Should be very fun. It's the season opener for Patterson. Tarpons have played a handful of games. Um, don't know if that'll create any advantage or disadvantage, but we'll see how it shakes out. And then tomorrow, of course, we've got the Sports Corner presented by Terrebonne General Health System with Stan Grava and myself for the latest in local high school, college, and professional sports from your local sports experts that's sponsored by State Bank and Trust Company. Today's show is sponsored by the Blue Boot Foundation, Benz RV, located on Highway 90 in Boutique, Southland Dodge and Homa. Industrial power systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Do friend building materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz off the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's markets feels like home. And Golden Motors where price is priority. Proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and Community Youth Sports Organizations. So, <clears throat> let's talk about high school basketball results from yesterday around the state. Um, we've got over at the Sophie B. Wright Tournament, Central Lafouche gets a 58-18 to win. This is on the boys' basketball side. Gets a win over Cohen. Remember, we had Henry Latin on the show yesterday, and quite frankly, he was not pleased with his team at all. <laughs> Henry Latin was not pleased with his team at all. Um, they rebound, and they get a 40-point win over Cohen yesterday. HL Bourgeois still winless, man. They're struggling. Over at the Santamont Tournament, they fall 75-56 to to the host Santamont team, so it's a tough loss for Bourgeois. At Hamilton Christian Tournament, Rustin defeats Hanville 64-51, to so Hanville falls in that one. 
<clears throat> Terrebonne plays Berwick and gets a 46-32 victory, so it's a nice victory for Terrebonne over Berwick. Bruley defeats Assumption 56-32. That one was a non-district matchup. This score is not posted, um, but I could tell you Hamilton Christian beat Ellender last night, and I don't know what the final score was. They beat Ellender on a full-court shot at the buzzer. Ellender was up two. Hamilton Christian gets the ball and makes a full-court shot at the buzzer, and that's what defeats Ellender. So Hamilton Christian beat Ellender by one last night. Um, on just one of the most, and I saw a video of the shot, one of the most thrilling finishes that you'll ever see. So that one went down last night. The score's not been updated on the LHSA website, but I could tell you that that's how the result went. Lafayette defeats Morgan City 68-41. to um, A lot of action in our area last night. I told you Berwick beating Terrebonne. Uh, let's see if there are any other local matchups that are worth noting. I don't think that there will be on the boys' side. St. Charles, there we go. Madison Prep, 71. St. Charles Catholic, 25. And that rounds out our local boys' basketball scoreboard, which leads us into our girls' basketball scoreboard of games played last night. We had, on the girls' basketball side of things, uh, Thibodeau losing to Walker, 82-34. to Thibodeau had been undefeated coming into that game, had beaten Ellender coming into that game, so if Walker's beating them by 50, um, Walker must be pretty damn good, must be one of the best teams in the state. The Ellender Lady Patriots are struggling, man. They have lost now six games in a row. They're 2-6. and six. They fall 65-30 to 30 against Ponchatoula. Maybe a little bit of a state championship hangover there. You know, you got a team that won it all and is now struggling to refine that form despite having, a, you know, a lot of returnees. St. James 63, Lutcher 29, so St. James puts it on Lutcher pretty good. And then we also had last night Berwick defeating West St. John 34-32. to And then congratulations to Coach Nick Snack. The score's not posted, but E.D. White got a win yesterday. It would be his first win as the E.D. White girls basketball coach. Southside gets a 59-33 to win over Patterson, and Homa Christian gets a 43-16 to win over Ascension Catholic. Central Catholic of Morgan City gets a 60-29 to win over North Central. So that's our boys' and girls' local scoreboards. Um, we're going to have just a ton of scores to give you on Monday because a lot of these teams that are at tournaments are going to be playing throughout you know, today and tomorrow, and we're going to have a lot, a lot of results to give you all. So we look forward to doing that on Monday's show. Um, but we've, we'd be remiss, you know, we're talking hot and heavy basketball and, you know, super excited about basketball, of course, but we would be remiss if we didn't give you guys a rundown of, um, you know, the fact that E.D. White is playing in the state semifinals today out at St. Thomas Moore. The Cardinals are taking on the Cougars. It's an opportunity for E.D. White to try to punch a ticket to the state championship game for the second straight season. It'll be a big challenge for E.D. White, right? St. Thomas More is ridiculously good. They play at such a high level. Um, but the Cardinals present challenges that are, you know, very difficult for opponents too, right? You know, they got that power running game, great defense. They get off of the field. They force turnovers. They're proficient in special teams. And I think that on the road, and I said this throughout the week, and I'm going to reiterate it now for those who haven't listened throughout the week, um, if Edie White gets off to a strong start, 
Like they've just got to survive the first wave, get out of the first six minutes of the game and have it be scoreless or maybe get the ball first and go down and steal a field goal or a touchdown, get up 7 nothing, 3 nothing. Just survive that first wave. If the Cardinals could do that, I think they're in good position. But what you don't want to have happen is the reverse. You don't want St. Thomas Moore getting the ball first, going down the field, scoring a touchdown, then forcing a three and out, and then you know the punt is shanked, and then they're starting their next drive at midfield. No, you don't want a bad start because this is not an E.D. White team. that they Look, if they fall behind 14-0 in the first quarter, there's plenty game left. They could chip their way back. That's not what I'm saying. But it's just not a team that's built to consistently play from behind. They want to be ahead. They want to be in control of the pace. They want the game to be played at their speed. And I think if they could settle in in the first four to six minutes and let St. Thomas Moore know, hey, we're here and we ain't going anywhere and you're going to be in a fight until 9.30, 10 o'clock tonight, I think that would go a long way for them. So that'll be a super matchup. We're so proud of everything that E.D. White has done throughout the course of the season and we're wishing that they bring it home. I would love nothing more, nothing more than for them to win today and then also to win next Friday and win the championship. Kyle Lasang is one of the good dudes in the business. Genuinely good guy and an exceptional football coach. And we certainly hope that they're going to be able to punch that ticket forward and um, win the next two games and hopefully win themselves the state championship. Let's catch a break when we get back. We're going to Chandler Gitros. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We're going to talk some tarpon baseball in the next segment of the show. We'll be right back after this. It's the big finish sales event right now at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients, offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets with cages and certified safety slings for easy maneuvering. Also, holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville Reserve, and now Odessa, Texas. Visit Joe's Septic at viscom.net. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. 
Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. Looking to achieve a healthier lifestyle but have little time? The Terrebonne General Executive Health Program can improve your overall health for a lifetime in one visit. With little to no waiting, you get a whole year of wellness in one convenient location. Our preventative screenings increase your well-being by providing early detection against illness. With exceptional VIP service, you leave with a plan in hand to achieve a healthier lifestyle tailored for you. Call the Terrebonne General Executive Health Team at 985-850-6204 today. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Gisclair here. It's Friday. So that means we're going to the phone lines, making a trip to South Lafouche High School. We have their baseball coach, Coach Chandler Guitros, on the line. Buddy, good morning, man. How are you? Hey, Casey, doing great. And yourself? Doing fine, bro. Uh, it was Thanksgiving holidays. You guys were out at school, kind of a quiet time, but boy, I know that once we get out of Christmas in the next couple of weeks, it's going to be, uh, you know, getting pretty damn close to baseball time. What are things looking like over in Tarpon Land for the baseball program? Uh, going well, man. We're uh, we're doing a little bit more of our off-season program where we're uh, throwing uh, two days a week and hitting two days a week. Uh, just, uh, you know, our program that Coach Buck uh, and I are initiating this year and then uh, our hitting program with Coach Shasson two days a week as well. And uh, once we get back from school in January, they actually switched up uh, when we could have our uh, what's called the evaluation period where you have three weeks to get 20 hours of work in. And that'll start from uh, January the 2nd and run through the 23rd, I believe. And I believe that first practice is the 24th. So uh, getting close, man. I know that you were telling me off the air just a second ago doing some field work to try to get that thing ready. And the last time we had you on, you said you guys were about to plant and you know, hoping for a little uh, wet weather, a wet winter, so to speak, get, you know, those seeds to, to sprout up. What's that process like, man? What are you guys doing in that field? Well, it worked out perfectly. Uh, the way that we uh, watched the weather, we planted on uh, the Tuesday out, uh, before Thanksgiving, I believe the Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, I think it was the Wednesday, actually, because it rained for Thanksgiving. Then we got those couple of days of rain and uh, that mild weather, and we're going to get some more mild weather over the next couple of days. So, uh Wet and mild is what we're hoping for on our end. Uh, hopefully those temperatures can stay in the 50s, 60s for as long as possible. Uh, warmer is even better, but uh, 50s, 60s. And normally we would plant in uh, early October, but with uh, without irrigation on our field and with that little mini drought that we were in, it was really tough to get everything down. Uh, so we were a little late on pl- uh, planting, but I think that the way that the weather is working out for us is going to work out beautifully and that grass will come in just fine. Do you guys uh, start the throwing program now? Like, I know that everything that's going to happen for the season is going to be based on, you know, conditioning the arms and everything. When does that process start to make sure that those guys are ready to roll in February? Well, Coach Buck actually started it in late September, and we're uh, kind of wrapping up with it right now. So we're going to go the next two weeks before we give them an entire Christmas break off where we don't want them touching a baseball uh, but we're really ramping up. Uh, so today we're uh, Coach Buck's out of town, so I'll have the guys by myself working different distances at different times and with our pitchers working on different grips. Uh, you know, we're not really uh, getting down with the catch or anything like that, but uh, especially with a change-up grip, that's something that you could learn that and get a feel for that playing easy pitch and catch every day. So that's stuff that we're trying to incorporate, getting our guys comfortable 
throwing different pitches, different arm slots, and at different distances. And uh, as much as that, working on our guys getting used to receiving the ball again and uh, making sure that we're not sloppy out there, we're not throwing just to throw, we're getting better every rep. So that's where our focus is at for uh, these next couple of weeks going into January. I know that you've told me, you know, in previous interviews, you guys are going to be, you know, maybe more bunt heavy and taking extra bags and stealing and a little bit more of a small ball offense. Are there any, you know, drills or things that you could do at this time of the year to work on any of those things? Or are those things that you got to save for, you know, whenever you guys are practicing as a team? You could, but right now we're really just looking at evaluating, uh, being that we're only hitting two days a week. We're really looking at evaluating swings and getting guys, uh, you know, doing the drills the way that we want them, working at the pace that we want them, and, uh, you know, really just working on competing in every drill. Uh, like yesterday, we uh, we did more competition in the cages, uh, going a couple of guys at a time, and, uh, you know, really focusing on just hitting the ball hard and, uh, you know, working uh, at different counts, different situational stuff. So the, uh, the bunting stuff is uh, we could be working on it now, but right now we're choosing to focus more on getting the swings uh, where we need them to be uh, to where maybe we might uh, trust a couple of guys swinging away in certain situations, uh, you know, and uh, giving those guys every opportunity to swing the bat. So uh, that stuff's going to come down the line whenever we're doing more whole team stuff, but right now we're working on the swing itself. Yeah, good stuff, man. You you guys released your schedules officially. Your varsity schedule had been out, but you also released your freshman and junior varsity schedules Looks like um, there'll be some busy times, Robos. We knew the varsity schedule was going to be loaded with some games, but you guys are playing a bunch of freshman and junior varsity competition as well. That's awesome, dude. Because you and I both know one of the biggest things that COVID did, it didn't touch the varsity as much except for that one season that got washed away. But what it did was it messed up a lot of JV and freshman stuff because of cancellations and different things like that. So to have those kids back on a regular schedule, boy, I know that that's super important. Yeah, it is, and I made it a priority. Our older kids, like the seniors now, they've got gypped so many baseball games, man. And uh, it's whether it was through COVID or, uh, you know, teams canceling uh, dates because they had to get varsity games in. I know we had a wet uh, spring a couple of years ago. And then uh, last year with the storm, we didn't have a lot of field availability. So, look, it's a shame because we needed those guys to play. Uh, but our, our older guys got gypped of a lot of opportunities when they were younger, so we try to do a little bit of catch-up. And uh, I think with our freshmen especially, we're playing close to 20 games this year, which is how it used to be uh, back three, four, five years ago, and that's where it needs to be. Uh, 12 games isn't enough. Uh, we got to be playing as much as possible to, to, to develop as much as possible and give these kids every opportunity to play baseball. So as uh, as much as I feel for our older kids, we can't uh, you know sit here crying about it now. It's over. It's done, and uh, most of it was out of our control. So uh, all we could do is get better, and uh, you know try to give as many opportunities as we can now to the young kids. Now that we have the opportunity to do so, your varsity schedule is unique, bro. Because I'm looking at it right now. You open up district play on March the 21st against South Terrebonne. And usually, like, you know, you start district play and then just kind of the rest of your games will be mostly district play. Maybe a weekday or, you know, mid or weekend game here or there against a non-district uh, foe. But when you guys start district, you guys have every bit as much non-district as district mixed in there with just the one round. Playing Booker T. Washington and Hanville, Riverdale, Homa Christian, Ascension Catholic, Easton, CCA. So, truly... Uh, yeah, winning a district championship would be nice, but boy, every one of those games, that final month is going to hold the same amount of weight. It's kind of unique to see, you know, just such a light schedule like that on the district side. For sure, man. It's uh, I think it's like not even a third of our season is district games, which is so uh, crazy to me. Uh, not even barely a fourth, actually. Um, 
you know, it's, uh, you know, we liked our district, uh, the way it was set up, but, uh, you know, we got another team coming in and we, uh, everybody agreed they didn't want to play 12 district games. So it is what it is, you know, um, but definitely unique because, uh, we used to look at it as separate seasons. You have your tournament time, uh, then your, uh, you know, some non-district games mixed in and then you get to district and it's, it's like it was two different seasons right now. It's, uh, very balanced and, uh, Obviously, our district is extremely tough, and uh, but now instead of uh, it being a priority in your season, it's just a small part of your season, you know, if that makes any sense. So uh, definitely an adjustment, and it'll be weird, but uh, with PowerPoints, and uh, I know you talk about it a lot, uh, game one and game 31 or whatever count the exact same. Your district games count exactly as much as your non-district games. Uh, so it's just going to be a little adjustment for us uh, mentality-wise, uh, but we're going to play them all the same. Bro, uh, tell me about this. You know, football and basketball are a little bit different because, you know, they're super run heavy. And, you know, football, you're running stadiums and wind sprints. And, you know, basketball, you're doing suicides and different things to get the cardio in. Tell me about this because, look, people underestimate, man, like, if you got hit a ball in the gap, to get from home plate to third base in a blur, like, that takes some conditioning. Tell me about the physical conditioning part of baseball because a lot of folks don't realize – there is some cardio that goes into this too. What do you guys do to make sure that the guys are in shape? For sure, and uh, you know we we they do a lot in PE right now, and they're going to be in a lot of stuff, especially starting early in the spring. But uh, we have you know obviously we'll run poles or run triangles or run what we call cycles, uh, different things like that, and we incorporate base running into every practice. And I think that this year we're going to incorporate it more into every practice, even if it takes away from uh, some other area. Because we just feel like that's an area that we have got to excel at. We have got to be perfect. Uh, another thing is with our pitchers. We run our pitchers a ton. Uh, those guys run out to every bullpen they throw. And, um, you know, it's it's really the most important part about pitching. If you lose your legs in the third inning, you're done. You know, you, you're going to get uh, knocked around the park or you're going to start walking the park. So uh, conditioning, especially for our starting pitchers, is key to have guys going as strong in inning one as they will be in inning six and seven. And, uh, you know, I really think you saw that a lot with our guys uh, over the last couple of years. We've been able to get starters going longer into games than we had previously. So it's, uh, it's definitely something that we harp on. Bro, one of the things that you guys have a big advantage is continuity on the staff, man. Like, you've had the same hitting coach for a while. You've had the same pitching coach for a while. Most of the same assistants for a while. Man, just – Hearing that same voice and not hearing a different voice every six months, like this program has had in the past, boy, that's a big thing, isn't it? It's uh, essential, man. It's essential. It's so important uh, that we've been able to keep everybody together, and I think that's uh, you know, gen- our our coaches genuinely love what they do. They genuinely love being around the kids, and as a staff, I think that we work very well together. We're very open in communication. Uh, you know, I set expectations. Those guys know how to meet them, and we, uh, you know, it's really not a lot of conflict ever with our staff. We know what our job is, and we know our role, and we all do it to the best of our ability. And, um, you know, as a player, it gives you so much more confidence. And I've said it before, I played four or five different head coaches in my four years of high school. You know, that's that's what this program was. And uh, it's uh, just great to see that we are, uh, you know, kind of establishing our own little thing here that hopefully we could keep going on for – 10, 20 years to come. I don't know how uh, if Coach Chasson is getting any younger, but uh, hopefully he'll stick around <laughs> for the next. Uh, and I know he's going to give me some uh, shtick uh, saying that, but uh, hopefully he's uh, still kicking and uh, still spry in uh, the next 20 years. 
Yes, sir. Uh, before we let you go, you know, I got to ask you about LSU and Georgia tomorrow, man. It's kind of been a tradition here since we've had you on during football season. The Tigers are a huge underdog. They're taking on a Georgia team that's been a behemoth. But, hey, at times, Georgia has looked human. They've struggled at times. What are LSU's chances tomorrow, bro? Look, it's a, it's sports. It's competition. Uh, you know, you got to come out swinging. Uh, you got to outplay them on that day. Is Georgia more talented and deeper? Absolutely. It's not even close. Uh, but uh, as far as you, you have 22 on 22, if you keep everybody healthy throughout the game, uh, you know, you could, you could play with them. Uh, they've shown vulnerability in games this year. You've shown that you could take down a behemoth uh, in Alabama. But uh, to be honest, you got to play perfect, and they got to make mistakes and give you, uh, give you opportunities. So uh, it's sports, man. you got to come out and perform, and it uh, should be a fun one, and it's going to be nice. It would be nice if you were playing for a playoff spot, but then if you lose an end and heartbreak with this one, you can kind of just, you know, yeah. relax and enjoy the game for what it is, which is two teams playing for a championship on that day. It will not affect the playoff one bit, whether one team wins or loses. It's two teams playing for the championship at the best conference in all the sports. So uh, that's what it's uh, what it's about, and I'm going to enjoy the heck out of it. You, you like the 12-team playoff? Man, I've been open on the show. I think it'll be fun. The, the first-round matchups will be fun. Having them on college campuses will be fun. I don't think it's going to change the end result, though. I think in college football, you've got a core group of three, four, five teams that are the best teams, and those are still the teams that are going to be there at the end. But it'll be new. It'll be something fun, I think. Yeah, what, it, what kind of stinks to me about it is the regular seasons which make college football so much fun. On an NFL Sunday, if, uh, if your team loses, that's uh, okay. we got 17 more. you just got to go 10-7, and seven and you're going to make the playoffs. In college football, it used to be that one loss or two losses just destroys you, and it just made the regular season game so much fun. And when an upset happens, it actually matters. To whereas I don't think it's going to matter as much anymore. So uh, it is what it is. I'm not going to. We're going to get more playoff games. It's going to be fun. But uh, I think the regular season and weeks one through fourteen would make college football special. And I think you're going to see us lose some of that. Yeah. No, I agree with that. That's a fair point, brother. Thanks so much for the time. Have a great weekend. Thanks as always, bro. All right, Casey. Have a good one. Yep, that is Coach Chandler Guitro's doing a great job, as always. That's a good point that he just made there about the playoff and how the regular season loses some of its luster. Um, because, man, some of my most vivid memories as an early LSU fan back in the day, <clears throat> excuse me, was LSU beating Florida in 1997. Herb Tyler, Tiger Stadium, LSU beats Florida, big upset. If that happened next year, it wouldn't feel as big because there was the sense at that time of, like, you were really taking Florida down and were really hurting their chances to win the national championship. Now, if you have a loss or two, eh, it's really not a big deal. And with the way that they're going to be rewarding the Power Five conference champions, you could, in theory, just not even win any of your non-conference games and get, get, get hot in SEC play and you know, make that happen. That's the part of it that I do kind of like a little bit, though, right? And I'm up against the break. I'll get to the break in just a second. Is the fact that because teams are going to be given automatic bids for winning the Power Five conferences, I think you're going to see more of LSU playing USC. And well, Oklahoma's about to be a conference game, but they were scheduled at one time to play Oklahoma, um, Oregon, and you know maybe even a Michigan or whatever it may be. I think you may see more of that because if you lose, there ain't really a whole lot of a penalty, right? Yeah, you may hurt your chances to get an at-large bid. But you're still going to be in a situation where you could say, all right, we'll just recover and we'll win the SEC and we'll still get there. So I think that part of it is cool. But 
Anyway, that's not what this segment's about. Tarpon baseball is going to be fun. Can't wait to get there, but we've got an awesome basketball season to go through first. Let's catch a break when we get back. Tell you about Thursday night football here on KLEB. And I asked a question to you guys about Mac Jones and whether you guys would welcome him in New Orleans. Whew, got a rough answer to that one last night. I don't know that uh, he's any better than what the Saints have. We'll talk about that in the next segment of the show here on Play by Play. Want a freezy, easy-go gas golf cart? Golden Motors will be giving away a brand-new golf cart to anyone who buys a new or pre-owned vehicle during the months of November 1st through January 31st. Buy your next new or pre-owned car, truck, or SUV and get your chance to win. See our collection of Silverados, Equinox, Trailblazers arriving daily. Golden Motors, where price is priority. On Highway 3235 and Cutoff, call 985-325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Fence RV to experience a Top 50 dealer or visit us at FenceRV.com. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. If you've never been to a Rouse's Market during the holidays, we'd like to officially invite you. We're your fresh seafood market for your casseroles and dressings, your full-service butcher shop with Cajun specialties, your place to get your complete holiday dinner. Above all, we're a family-owned grocery store that supports our community so you can feel really good about shopping for your holiday meal without running around town to check off your list. The best stuff for the holidays is right here at Rouse's. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. I got asked by a listener just a second ago to give a rundown of all of the state championship brackets for football. I give you what you want here on the show, so I'll do that. Division one non-select, the number one seed, Rustin, will be hosting number five, Zachary, tonight. 
And then also we've got Destrahan against Westgate. That's a three versus 10 matchup, a game you'll be able to hear right here on ESPN 100.3. Division two non-select, you got number one, Iowa, who will be uh, hosting number four, North DeSoto. At the bottom of that bracket, you got Lutcher, number six seed, will be traveling to take on number two, West Feliciana. Division three non-select, <clears throat> excuse me, you got number one, Mane, who will be hosting number four, St. James. That'll be a fun matchup. Bottom of the bracket, you got number three, Union Parish, who will be hosting number seven, Amit. And then Division four non-select, you got number eight, Oak Grove, who will be traveling to take on number five, Haynesville. The winner of that game will play in the Dome against the winner between number th- number two, Homer, number three, Mangum. The private school brackets, you got um, Division one select, where we have Karen Crow, who will be hosting Brother Martin. That's a number eight versus number 13 matchup. Karen Crow versus Brother Martin. And at the bottom, you got number two, Catholic of Baton Rouge, who will be hosting number three, John Curtis. That's Division one select. Division two select is where you got E.D. White. They'll be uh, St. Thomas Moore and E.D. White. That'll be a matchup in Lafayette tonight. And bottom of the bracket, you've got number two, Turlings Catholic, taking on number six, Lafayette Christian. That's a regular season rematch. And in the regular season, Turlings won 21 to 17. Division three select. You've got number eight, University Lab, taking on number four, Dunham. At the bottom of the bracket, number two, St. Charles versus number three, Notre Dame. Boy, it feels like they play one another in the playoffs every single year. Division four select. You've got number one, Vermilion Catholic, taking on number four, St. Martin's Episcopal. And at the bottom, you got number three, Wachita Christian, hosting number 10, Ascension Catholic. So that's your, uh, let's see, there's eight brackets and there's four teams each. There's 32 teams still left standing. Those are your 32 teams who are left standing in Louisiana high school football. And those are the matchups, 16 games around the state. Hope that we have some great competition tonight. So let's talk about the NFL. I know I promised you some um, Buffalo Bills and New England Patriots immediate reaction. So let's do that in this segment of the show here. Uh, we've got Damian St. Pierre coming up at 12.15. We'll chat with him about middle school basketball, high school basketball, the Saints, LSU, every WWE, everything in between. We'll chat with Damian. Um, the Bills got a 24-10 win against New England last night. I told you guys in our betting picks that I felt really secure about Buffalo covering three and a half. They had beaten up on New England in years past, and they do it again last night in just a thorough, systematic victory, a game where the, it really was never in question, never in doubt, grab control in the second quarter, never let go. Um, Josh Allen was terrific again, as he always tends to be, 22 of 33, 223, passing, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, but the the story of the game, from my perspective, was how bad the New England offense is, man. We talked about this all the way back to the preseason. Like, you go into our August and September archives. I told you guys, New England has a defensive coordinator at offensive coordinator calling the plays. Matt Patricia is the offensive coordinator for the Patriots. I'd never seen anything like that before, where you have a defensive guy being made into an offensive guy just because he's partners with the head coach and they had an opening and they wanted a familiar face in the building. 
and it just ain't working. Matt Patricia was a pretty good defensive guy in New England, went on to be a head coach. He was a disgrace as that, but then comes back and like I would have been comfortable with someone hiring him as a defensive coordinator. He's had that job and has had success in that job before. But to appoint him to be the offensive guy calling plays, like would would Les Miles have hired John Chavis to be the offensive coordinator at LSU back in the day? Let me rephrase that question. It's Les Miles. Of course he probably would have, but would it have been successful? Probably not, right? So I think what's happened with New England is Belichick has kind of gotten a little bit arrogant, right? Like, they've had so much success there, and they now have a coaching tree that's so big and that Belichick is so loyal to his guys that he would rather put guys in a disadvantageous position and have, quote-unquote, his guy in the job than he would going outside of the building and getting an actual qualified offensive coordinator. The Patriots' offense does not do anything creative. It's a very basic, you know, mini pro-style, mini spread offense. And they bought, they, they sure are not tricking anybody, right? Last night, they struggled to run at times. They struggled to throw at times. And they really couldn't move the ball throughout the course of the game. The Bills dominated. 22 first downs to 14. Time of possession, 38 minutes, 8 seconds to 21.52. And then there was the big, you know, uh, sideline incident where Mac Jones is seen walking off of the field openly telling his coaches, hey, we got to throw the ball more. The running game sucks. Openly saying that on camera with some expletives in there as well. And it just, we talked yesterday about how Tom Brady would perhaps be in play there. You see why? You see why? Because they don't trust Mac Jones as the guy. I don't know what's going to happen in New England this offseason. That Tom Brady stuff I told you about yesterday, that might just be, you know, dirt sheet gossip. That might not even be something that's a reality. But I do know this. I don't think that they trust Mac Jones as their guy going forward. They tried to replace him in the middle of the season with Bailey Zapp, or Zappy rather, and he proved to not be ready for it. Um, but Mac Jones this season has just proven that I don't think he's an NFL every snap starter. This year, he's got seven touchdowns, seven interceptions, and a QBR of 35.8. That's 28th in the NFL. There are 32 teams. Your quarterback is 28th. It's a miracle given the poor play at that position that New England is 500 at 6-6 six and six and still has a chance to make the playoffs. But they're going to have to get better at that position. That's the first part. The second part to that is, <clears throat> I think that what Buffalo did last night is what Buffalo needs to continue to do going forward. The Bills are the most talented team in the NFL, and I think most teams or most people who look at this objectively say it's either they or Kansas City, and there's really no third choice, but the Bills probably actually have a little more talent and a little more depth than the Chiefs do. The Chiefs have the big explosive name-brand players on offense, but when you start stacking up the linemen and you know the secondary, and the, the Bills probably have a more talent-heavy roster. But the Bills have a rare way of making something really simple, really complicated. They do a lot of dumb stuff at times, right? 
They get into these laws where they go 10, 15, 20 plays in a row without running the ball once. You know, they put so much on Josh Allen and, you know, and then maybe he turns it over a time or two or, you know, maybe, you know, they'll get a kick blocked and it'll lead to a score. Like, they make a lot. The Thanksgiving game was a great example of it. Detroit had no business playing with them, but the Bills kept, instead of grabbing control of the game, just having a hiccup here or there. And then before you know it, they had to win it at the end. And they did, but it was more difficult than it needed to be. Last night on the road against a divisional opponent, the Bills lined up and they said, you know what? We're better than New England. We're going to simplify our offense. We're going to run the ball a lot, which is something that they're not always willing to do. And you're not going to stop us. We're going to take advantage of our opportunities in the red zone when we get there. They were a perfect three for three. We're going to play good defense, and we're not going to beat ourselves. They had the one turnover, but that was the only real hiccup of the game. And they dominated. And I think for the Bills, that would be the message is less is more. You don't have to always be doing, you know, reinventing the sport. Less is more. You've got the better roster. Line up, punch them in the face, and you're going to kick just about everybody's butt that you're going to play for the rest of the year. They're 9-3. and three. They're perfectly in contention for everything that they're trying to chase down in the AFC and beyond. It's play-by-play. Let's catch a break when we get back. We're going to Damien, um, Damien St. Pierre, the Golden Medal Middle School Boys and Girls Basketball Coach. Wax him about his teams and uh, you know some of the things he's hoping to see from them as they open up their seasons. It's play-by-play on KLEB. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Burn it down! It's the Big Finner Sales event right now at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat in Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram trucker van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. 
and the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back, too, through good times and the not-so-good. And who's got your agent's back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 Dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Bents RV to experience a top 50 dealer or visit us at BentsRV.com. Welcome back to Play by Play. We're playing some Bloodline music here as we welcome in one of the heads of our table. That would be Damien St. Pierre. Partner, what's going on, man? How we doing? Hey, Casey. Good afternoon. I would, I would like to, to, to say that Bloodline, who would be who? I don't, I'd like to think I'm not Sammy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Brother, I, before we start talking about sports, um, look, I, I consider you a really good friend and I need some advice, right? Is during the commercial break, um, Buddy Miller comes into the studios and he hands me a hamburger from a very greasy brown paper bag. I don't know if I should trust this hamburger. I Man, what do you think? Like, should I should I consume this? Like, I don't know if I could trust what has just been given to me. Look, if Buddy Miller's giving me anything in a brown paper bag, I'm taking it. I'm with that. hundred percent. Well, well, there we go. Uh, brother, it's middle school basketball time. I've been watching some teams from around the area. You guys have played. Just one game with the boys. The girls are about ready to rev up. I know you spent a lot of time in the practice gyms, uh, making it happen, getting ready for the year. How have the preparations been so far, man? It's been a grind, man, and it's been a few years since I since I've got to experience that. You know, coaching at the high school level, and I could tell you, even even coaching both squads right now, uh, it's still not as time consuming as as putting that time into the to the high school the. I guess level level of where we needed to be at South Lafouche, but uh, it, it's a grind, and I enjoy it. I miss it, and I, I'm very very happy to be back. And um, you know, my boys went out. We went out to Central Catholic at Morgan City on Wednesday, and uh, our preparation. Obviously, you know, we got the win, so the preparation that we're doing was was enough to get that. But a lot of lot of things to work on. Um, but a good showing. Uh, it was it was a great game, kind of back and forth into the third quarter, and we kind of made a few adjustments that our kids kind of locked in and. And, uh, and we were good to go. Better to be 1-0 than 0-1, brother. I'm sure those kids felt awfully good about, you know, getting their season started off with a bang, man. Absolutely. And uh, we ended up playing two games. You know, our sixth, seventh graders played with, uh, you know, against Coach Ron and his, his, his younger guys, and that was a good, a good 
a good lead-up. It's almost like a JV varsity kind of feel for the night, high school feel. Great environment there. One of the best middle school environments um, that, that, that I've been a part of. You know, no, you know, nothing, nothing negative. It was all positive energy, but it was loud. They had a huge student section that you don't see at some high schools. I know it, it got in my kids' head a couple of them, and it was a good. It was an excellent starting point. Start out on fire. I think we maybe went up 12-1. You know, they battled back 14-7 at the end of the first. I think it was a six-point game in the half, and then we extended that lead in the third quarter when we kind of settled in. We, we were excited. I was excited. Um, I think I may have pumped them up too much at the beginning, and we came out. We got a little bit of foul trouble, which I thought uh, Coach Dew and I managed pretty well. Uh, nobody, we only had one kid that ended up fouling out. We had a couple kids that were playing with three and four, but um, I got to know my kids a little bit better, and they didn't need that that pumped up excitement. You know, they were amped up, and most of my kids that are, that are getting the, the bulk of the playing time are going to be in that eight grade um, uh, age. Uh, and they know what they're doing. They got they don't have a ton of experience. We don't have a ton of basketball experience in that team, but we got a ton of athletes, and we got some kids that listen. We got a kid with a lot of heart, and something that we preached was the first challenge of the season was when the first thing goes wrong, how do we react to that? And I thought we 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 excelled in that challenge, and it was a uh, it was a fun time to be back on the sideline as well. I can tell you that, bro. I you know just as you're as you're talking me through that, um, I'm thinking to myself. And you guys haven't experienced the boy-girl doubleheader yet, but emotionally for you, it, like, okay, let's say the girls win a game by two and it's it's hard fought and it's competitive. You're going to be fired up. But then 10 minutes later, you've got to immediately come down off of that as the score zero zero again and vice versa. If the girls lose by one and, you know, they lose on the buzzer, you've got to wash that away really quickly. Boy, emotionally, you're going to be tested, man. That's a lot of uh, swings that are going to have to happen in not a lot of time. Look, I, I, I've, I've kind of experienced that before. You know, coaching, I, I was the head bar, head JV coach, and then going to you know, help Coach Kali on the varsity level. So I've, I have some experience in that, and I have a great staff. Uh, coach Duke Fonsicott does a tremendous job on the boys' side and the girls' side, and Ma- Coach Mandy Martin is going to be helping us out on the girls' on the girls side. we got a lot of basketball experience right there. So it's going to – not to say it's another day at the office, but it's something that, that I'm excited – a challenge that I'm excited to, to attack with the with – the, the kids that I have and the coaching staff that I have and the administration support that we have, it's going to be fun. I, I, I'm up for the challenge, and, I, and, and the kids are as well. Where does Biddy stand, bro? I know that you know that the calendar's been thrown off a little bit. Usually it's you know kind of start in September. You'd be wrapping up now. But this year it's a little different. You guys start a little bit later. When does the regular season go through? So we, we start our regular season, we're, we're three weeks in already. Um, a little bit different this year. You know, on the administration side, I didn't really anticipate adding uh, as many kids as we did, so that changed a little bit. And then I guess just the growing pains of, of a growing league and you know taking some new people in and aren't, that aren't used to the solid food ability system, they've, they've adapted tremendously well, but there's still some hiccups in that. So, And then I get a call from uh, regional Biddy saying, hey, look, you know, uh, we're going to move up our all-star season, something we didn't anticipate. So we're having to kind of jam-pack some games between uh, the Civic, the Laurel Civic Center, Cutoff Youth Center. So it, it's going to be jam-packed. Our schedule changed a little bit. Something we haven't done in the past. We've kind of been sending out weekly schedules on that Monday, Monday evening, Tuesday morning. Um, but we we're ready to release our um, our full schedule. Our itty-bitty gets kicked off this weekend. So a whole new generation is going to be introduced to the game of basketball. We gave them a little bit of extra time to prepare. But uh, an- another great weekend. We're at the Cutoff Youth Center on Saturday. We're at the Cutoff Youth Center and Laurel Civic Center on Sunday. A bunch of games, a bunch of kids, and a bunch of basketball being played. Awesome, dude. You can't beat that, man. Let's talk some LSU. The Tigers are taking on Georgia in the SEC championship. 
It was a bummer losing to Texas A&M. There's no doubt about that. But on the flip side, if you would have told any LSU fan after the Florida State game that it would be a 9-3 and year, they would have all taken it. They would have all signed it in blood. Uh, what were your thoughts, man? It was a disappointing low, but, man, we can't forget all the, the highs that we've experienced throughout the course of the year. Just some undisciplined defense on, on Saturday night, I, I thought, and uninspired on offense. I think we need, maybe need to run the ball a little bit more. I think on that on that fumble, um, if if, if Jaden Daniels hands that ball off and that in that I guess it was a maybe a, a read option or I don't know if it was an RPO. I'm not a, I'm not an offensive guy, but it looks like if he hands that ball off to Emory, he may still be running at this point. And that would have changed the entire complexion of the game. We got I guess as LSU fans, we got a little um, you know we ex- expectations were a little bit higher. We come into the second half, we played down in the first half coming to the second half we expect adjustments to be made and, and kind of take over that second half because it happened so many times during the season previously and we didn't get that on saturday i think we were i want to I'm, I'm going to say we were unprepared um for that old school style of offense and that just it, I'm, the first drive you know you, you drop that that third down pass come back and you got a 15 play drive after that that ate up most of the first quarter I mean, you and I talked about it. That uh, I'll give a shout out to, to Coach Brian Curo. That that's his style of, of football. Every every that whole entire game, I kept thinking, man, that's that's Brian Curo's style of football. Just ball control, running down your throat, and LSU didn't have a chance to get any rhythm on offense, and that, that was that was the detriment to that team. And I just don't think they were prepared for. Obviously, the the running back. I don't know if you heard, but he wasn't supposed to play that game. If you heard that a million times in the, in the broadcast. <laughs> um, but just a, a not a great showing by our, our secondary. You know, the Muhammad kid destroyed us. Played an incredible game, but destroyed us. But I, I, you know, like you said, if we would have said we were, you know, we sitting here at nine and three, going into the SEC championship game, every every LSU would every LSU fan would have been more than happy with that. But it's, this loss still stings, and it, it still it affected me for a few days. Man, I think I actually had a headache on on Sunday, and I was I was done for the day just because. Uh, of, of the way LSU played on Saturday. But um, expectations coming in against Georgia are not high, but at the same time, in the back of your mind, you know that you have you got a, a good coach and you got great players that could that could compete at in, in, in any game, in any SEC game, any game in the country of college football. It, it's the reason you play it and you don't look at what's on paper. Um, but I'm expecting a double-digit loss uh, on Saturday afternoon. Man, I, I don't know. I, I... I do think Georgia's going to win. I'm going to pick them to win tomorrow on the sports court. I just think that LSU is going to play spirited tomorrow. I don't know why I got that feeling. I just got the feeling they're going to give it their best shot tomorrow. Um, because athlete for athlete, I don't think the difference is as big, and I just think a team playing with nothing to lose is going to be – I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I might be completely wrong on that. But hey, I, look, I, you, 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 you may not be. I mean, Georgia's laid an egg a few times, and they got lucky against Missouri. Missouri was hammering them for three and a half quarters until they decide to play. You had, I think they played pretty close to uh, to Kent State. You played, you know, uh, some, some close games throughout their their uh, their season. It, like I said, it's possible. It depends what Georgia team comes. If, if you know if they're well prepared and, and and come to play, but if they don't, then it's, it's going to be it's going to be a one possession game. But I just they they've been there, they've done that, and our team hasn't. And I think that's going to be the, the experience level playing in those games. But at the same time, Georgia hasn't won an SEC championship. I think they're zero three in the last three times that they played, um, but they've won that bigger game. I think they're ready for that bigger moment. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Let's talk about the Saints, a team that's not ready for any big moments. They lose to the San Francisco Forty ers in a shutout fashion, thirteen to nothing. Um, they're now four and eight, taking on Tampa on Monday Night Football. Bro, um, 
Yeah, it's a mess, man. It, it, it's a complete mess. They can't score. They don't have a quarterback now. They don't have a quarterback for the future. They don't have a draft pick to get one. They don't have salary cap space to get one. They don't have a coach. There you go there. Um, it's a mess, bro. It could be a really dark couple of weeks. So, look, I'll be honest. I kind of I, I kind of sele- very uh, smartly selected where I, I watched the game. So, I guess I picked it up maybe eight minutes left on the board, but they kept replaying the, the Camara turnovers, and they have red zone blues. It looked like every time I would kind of move back and forth between the game, the Saints were in the red zone about the score. And then, I'm sorry, let's, let's check it out, man. They can make this thing interesting with about, I don't know, maybe six minutes left. They had the ball inside the three or inside the ten. They get a pass interference call. They get the ball inside the one, and they didn't run the ball at all. Not one time. And then the third down play, I believe it was, or maybe the second down play, they throw a fade pass to Taysom Hill, and I was like, this is my Saints football, man. This is this is what I like to watch right here. That's that's an insane play call. You got the ball inside. I know you played against one of the best defenses in the in the, in the NFL, but you got to at least one of these three plays. I think they maybe had six plays inside the ten and three plays inside the one. They didn't even attempt to run the ball, and then you throw. Like I said, you throw a fade to your backup tight end, fullback quarterback. That's unreal. And I don't think. Uh, I, I mean, it's not. Dennis Allen's going to be going by the end of the season. The guy has zero concept of any type of offense. <laughs> you know, it's crazy, man. I, I you, you touched on a whole lot of what I was going to say there, and I agree 100% with everything that you just said. Will Will the Bensons, or I should say Gail Benson, will she pull the plug after one year, man? They did it with Stan Van Gundy. Football is a little bit of a different thing. Will they pull the plug after one year? I can tell you this. If they don't, there's going to be a lot of tickets for sale, and we're going to go out to that possible not being able to watch the Saints on Sunday afternoon on TV on the on local on local television because the games won't sell out. I think they're getting to that point now. I think the the fans um, have expectations. You know, you you win that Super Bowl years ago, and you you have competitive teams, and then the last few years that you haven't done really anything. It, the problem is, Casey, and I, we may have talked about this. You never put a, a succession a succession plan a succession plan um, with Drew Brees. There was nothing. He was gone, and you're sorry. Right, let's go find some free agent quarterback. It's not that easy. You know what you did. Whatever you signed, Drew Brees was was a was a miracle to say because the, the the Miami doctors didn't clear him, and you end up getting him. That ended up being your franchise quarterback. You end up taking a chance on a guy. Uh, you know that you know somewhat proved himself in in, in San Diego, and then got hurt. And then lost his job, and you never had that plan. You drafted terrible quarterbacks, awful quarterbacks, maybe some of the worst in the history of the league. Terrible quarterbacks. If your free agent selections weren't very good, um, th- there was no plan, and that's that's going to be the detriment to that team for quite some time. Yeah, no, I hear you, man. They 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 try, and you know what's crazy and what's scary is this could be much worse because. They were in the running for Russell Wilson. Can you imagine if they'd have traded four or five first round picks and would have got that? How bad this would be? Oh, let's ride. <laughs> let's ride. Oh my! Look and look. I, I think obviously Michael Thomas is a head case. I mean, uh, you, you have firsthand experience yep. dealing with that. Yep. But I mean, you have a decent receiving core. You have a running back. You have a decent offensive line. Um, and you have a decent defense. You, you just can't win in the NFL without a quarterback. There's no. There's not going to be another, to me, in my opinion, there's not going to be another Trent Dilfer type of situation. Look what the Rams did. They couldn't win. They went get him a quarterback. And last year, they, they did. They, they, 
you know, they, they won the Super Bowl, and this year they're back, and they're, you know, they're less than 500. And it's just it, it takes a lot to win in the NFL, and it starts with the quarterback, and we just don't have that. I say we, the Saints do not have that. Let's talk some WWE refresh off of war games. You have the war games matches. The bloodline wins one, and then um, Bianca Belair's team wins the other. Did you watch the the pay-per-view, and what did you think of those matches, man? So I, I watched a little bit. Um, I did see the ending when um, I, I thought that was awesome, you know, putting uh, the real-life story between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and having him pick the bloodline over him. I think that's going to – I think that's huge. I think everybody was kind of hitting towards – you know, the bloodline starting to maybe uh, lose maybe lose a member. And then it's just they have people just reading into everything. There was a picture. Our, our, one of the wrestling dirt sheets on Facebook posted a picture and said, man, look at the way Solo's not looking at everybody. And everybody else was looking at Sami Zayn. Is he, is he going to be the guy that's out? And everybody's kind of predicting that somebody's going to be out the bloodline. And it's it's, it's some awesome storylines going on right now. And that that's kind of my main my main focus. I, you know that, that's kind of the only thing that I, that I've been keeping up with on uh, on the wrestling end. So let's talk about this because a, a lot of folks are questioning and wondering. Okay, how much longer is Roman going to have the title and whatever it may be? And I talked about this with Taylor on Wednesday, um, which is I think that they're setting up obviously Roman and The Rock, of course, but I think that there's a possibility that we're forgetting about something. Everybody's saying, okay, well, it's going to be Bray Wyatt who will take the title off of him, or it'll be Cody who's going to take the title off of him. I think there's a possibility here, and maybe I'm wrong, that Sami Zayn will end up being the one who turns and then beats him. Can you imagine the crowd reaction if a babyface Sami Zayn turns on Roman and ends up beating Roman? Boy, that could be huge. The build there would be really really interesting to get them to that point to be able to go against each other i don't know my, my problem is and i, I kind of i read a few things about you know theories that that was going to happen um i just i can't i don't know if he's credible enough if he's believable enough to be a world champion and but again it's a totally different set of uh, uh of decision makers that are in seat right now compared to what they're you know what's been in the past you know 20 30 years it's it's going to be tough to have him as a believable world champion to be the, the, the head of your, your entire business. Does The Rock coming back excite you, perhaps? Yeah, I know Turtle's fired up about it. I'm pretty jacked up about it. Does that do anything for you, bro? At this point, no. I mean, it, it, he's going to be entertaining. But I was, I, I was scrolling through TikTok, and I saw some old stuff, man. As much as I used to be in that as, as a as a kid, a lot of that was corny and just, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I'm, just, I'm not too excited about it. Before we let you go, let's assume for a second that USC loses tomorrow. Who's going to be the team that's going to slide into that number four spot? Right now it's Ohio State sitting there, but the college football playoff committee chairman said, hey, it's not necessarily the case that they would stay there, which I think is ridiculous because you know they don't play Alabama, doesn't play Tennessee, doesn't play, so what would change? Is it going to be Ohio State if USC loses, or is there a possibility that we see some drama and we see something crazy happening between now and on Sunday whenever the, the polls come out? I heard your rant uh, on air about about them not having any games left to play to you know to make that call of, of, of Alabama jumping Ohio State. I, I don't think it happens. I think Ohio State gets it, even with the you know, with the with the cupcake schedule that both them and Michigan have played, I know they like to throw in that, that you know that we're playing lower tier schools. But I mean, you could play D one schools, and it's, it's you know some of those those teams are comparable. 
But I think it's, it's going to be the year the SEC, they're not going to get two teams in. I, I just I can't see that. And, and you know, Saban will probably go on Saturday on during the SEC championship, and, you know, he's going to go on a tirade and cut a promo about how he should be in and how his team did this and that. I just it, – it's not their year. Bama wasn't that good. Um, I think Ohio State may they have uh, – you know, it's going to be the year that Ohio State gets in if that would happen. But I would love to see it. I would love to see USC drop that and, and you know and, and, and get out of the playoffs for sure. I, I still stemming back to uh, when they were the AP champions and LSU was the coaches poll champions. I still got a, a bitter taste in my mouth from from USC. You and me both, partner. Before we let you go, man, I, I got to tell you, um, we've got some high school basketball tonight here on the network. South of which will be taking on Patterson. Myself, Coach Brian Colley, and Taylor Griffin will be on the call. You've seen the Tarpons a few times, boy. Um, they gave one away on Tuesday, and I know that they're not happy about that. They're trying to bounce back, but man, it's if for nothing else, it's a very fun and exciting team to watch. I'm looking forward tonight watching them play Patterson. I mean. B.J. Daniels is worth the price of admission. No matter if you don't even like basketball, you got to—he's he's that exciting. Kick could go coast to coast at any point in the game. Um, you know, he could—he could swat in the, he could swat a, a shot, block a shot to the stands, and you know, hit somebody's nachos or drink or whatever, and throw it in their face at any point in the game. The kid's an unbelievable talent. Uh, you got a lot of kids around him that are working extremely hard. You got a coaching staff that's working extremely hard, and uh, Tarpons are, are, are a fun team to watch and. Um, you know, I, I wish them all the success in the world for sure. Uh, Case, before before we go, man, I want to uh, give a shout out. We're going to be playing on Tuesday at Golden Meadow. Our girls, uh, possibly our boys against Grand Now, start tips off at six o'clock at our gym. That'll be our our next game. And I want to give you a shout out, man. You're doing a great job on TV. Now you're a big dog, man. <laughs> Don't forget about us, little folks. Whenever you on the on the on the. ESPN main brand. Oh, we could never do that. Uh, look, man, I will always tell people, no matter where this goes, um, I, I, my character on the air was strengthened by some things that I experienced experienced in Mississippi with you in the room. <laughs> as long as we eat pizza, we're going to be good to go. <laughs> Sounds like a winner, bro. Have a great weekend, man. Thanks, Dave. That is Damian St. Pierre doing a wonderful job, as always. I will try to go out there and watch them play on Tuesday. Uh, as I'm saying that, I think I might have a high school game on Tuesday. So probably won't be able to get to that one. But we do have some golden medal games on our broadcast schedule. Let's catch a break when we get back. I'm going to make my weekend predictions. It's play-by-play on KLEB. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Want a freezy, easy-go gas golf cart? Golden Motors will be giving away a brand-new golf cart to anyone who buys a new or pre-owned vehicle during the months of November 1st through January 31st. Buy your next new or pre-owned car, truck, or SUV and get your chance to win. See our collection of Silverados, Equinox, Trailblazers arriving daily. Golden Motors, where price is priority. On Highway 3235 and Cutoff, call 985-325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. 
pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe, effective, guaranteed. At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit tghealthsystem.com. No combination of words I could put on the back of a postcard No song that I could sing but I can try for your heart Our dreams and they are made out of real things Like a shoebox of photographs with sepia tone loving Love is the answer at least for most of the questions of my heart Like why are we here and where do we go and knock on so hard not always Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. I've got my weekend prediction, some things that I'm expecting to see over the next, oh, 72 hours or so. Or, or so. The first weekend prediction that I have is I think the United States is going to give the Netherlands hell tomorrow. I don't think they're going to be successful in the endeavor. I think that they're going to bow out of the World Cup, but I think they're going to leave us awfully proud and awfully excited for what's ahead. I think the United States soccer team has made strides. They're playing tomorrow at 9 against the Netherlands, and I don't see any reason why they wouldn't be able to be competitive in the match. Uh, but give me 2-1 to one for the Netherlands on a late goal. I think that the United States will be with them throughout the course of the game, and, and you know, it'll be a late goal that'll decide it. Weekend prediction number two, um, I like Utah to beat USC on Saturday. Utah beat them once. They play the style of football that you need to beat USC. Physical, attacking, win at the line of scrimmage, run right at you, turn it into a game of who's hitting the hardest. I like that style of game to beat USC. Um, and so I think that we're going to see, um, I think we're going to see an upset there. Now, who's going to go to the playoff? I agree with Damian. I think that if that happens, it would be Ohio State still yet. Um, but I think Utah is going to throw a monkey wrench in the plans. I think that they're going to control the game beat up USC physically at the line of scrimmage, and I think that they're going to win. I, I really believe that. I think that Utah is going to beat USC tonight. That game is tonight, not tomorrow. I think that they're going to beat them tonight and open up Pandora's box. I think Tulane's going to make amends. I think they're going to beat Central Florida tomorrow at Ullman. Um, Tulane has such a good run game. They play good defense. I think that you know you face Plumlee, and he's got great speed, and they do so many different things with him. 
but I just don't think that facing him the second time will be as much of a challenge as facing him that first time. I think Tulane will be able to make some adjustments, and I think that they'll do a better job keeping him corralled. I think it'll be a nice environment at Yulman, and I think that Tulane is going to beat Central Florida tomorrow. I don't think LSU is going to beat Georgia tomorrow, but I do think that the Tigers are going to play him tough. I think this will be a situation where maybe in the late third quarter, early fourth quarter, the dam will kind of break. Um, but I don't think that talent-wise... Like, I don't think Georgia, even though they're undefeated, right? It, it always sounds it sounds like you're being nitpicky whenever you say critical things about a team that's 12-0. and 0. I don't think Georgia's as good as they were last year. Offensively, at times, they could really struggle. They were in a dogfight with Kent State. They were in a dogfight and probably should have lost against Missouri. Florida played them close for a while. Outside of the first quarter, Tennessee played them close for a while. Kentucky played them close. Georgia Tech played them close for a half. Then, of course, Georgia pulled away in the second half. But I don't think that man-for-man, talent-for-talent, this is as big of a mismatch as people think that it is. If LSU could stop the run on first down, and it's a big if, right? Because they didn't do it on Saturday against Texas A&M. If they could stop the run on first down, and get in a situation where Stetson Bennett has to throw the ball, and you know he has to throw the ball, I think you could sack him. I think you could stack up their receivers, because Georgia doesn't have a traditional number one receiver. Their number one receiver is a tight end. If you could make them predictable, I think that you have a great chance to get them off the field, make them punt, and then go take your shot at offense and see what you could do. I think this would be a close game, but I do think Georgia is going to get the win. In the NFL... I'm not going to make a weekend prediction about the Saints because they play on Monday night football, but I will say that on Sunday night, I think the Colts are going to give my Cowboys everything they could handle. This is not a close game in Vegas uh, because Vegas has a 10-point point spread on this one, which in the NFL is is huge, as big of a spread as you're going to see in any given week. Um, but I just think that the Colts will be able to do some things that will bother Dallas. I think that they're going to run the ball with Jonathan Taylor, I think that they're going to be able to keep Matt Ryan upright enough, and I think that they're going to be able to get some pressure and slow down Dak Prescott, who's not been great this year. Ten touchdowns, six interceptions. That's not elite quarterback-level stats. I think that it'll be a closer game than people realize. Um, I think Deshaun Watson's going to come back for the Cleveland Browns on Sunday, and that's not a prediction because we know that's happening. I think he'll struggle but I think that they'll get an ugly win over the Texans. The Texans are 1-9-1, quite frankly, probably don't want to win the game because of their tanking. Um, But I think that Watson and his crew will eke out an ugly win and try to get their season back rolling from under them. I think that the Vikings are going to beat the Jets on Sunday. The Vikings are 9-2 playing at home. The Jets have Mike White, who may be the best quarterback in NFL history after what we saw on Sunday. I'm being facetious, of course. Um... But I think that on the road, in a, in a more rowdy environment, White's going to slow down a little bit, maybe turn it over a time or two, and I think it'll allow Minnesota to take advantage of that and get a big win. I think that Joe Burrow is going to work some magic. I think the Bengals are going to beat the Chiefs on Sunday. The Bengals, just for whatever reason, seem to have the Chiefs number. They beat them in the season and in the playoffs last year. For whatever reason, that's a favorable matchup. I think Cincinnati at home, they're playing much better football they're seven and four. They have won three games in a row. I think that Burrow and company are going to get the win and are going to take care of business against a Chiefs team that's also red hot. 
nine and two on the season. Uh, let's find another NFL prediction here. I like on Sunday the 49ers to beat the Dolphins. I think that the 49ers are going to put it on them pretty good. That's a long road trip for Miami. That's a long way to go. And the matchups just aren't favorable. The 49ers are going to... The Dolphins want to extend the field. Vertical, vertical, vertical. The 49ers want to play more in a phone booth. Hit you in the mouth. That style usually prevails. I think that they'll keep the ball in front of them on defense. I think they'll run right at Miami on the other end. Give me the 49ers to beat the Dolphins. The last prediction that I'll give you will come in the world of college football. I think that we're going to see... Um, Michigan beat Purdue pretty decisively, but I think that TCU will be in a dogfight against Kansas State. I think that'll be a very competitive, hard-fought game, and there's a possibility, which leads to my most hot-take prediction. There's a possibility that TCU gets exposed on Saturday and misses the playoff altogether. Not a huge chance, but there's a possibility. If Kansas State lines up and beats TCU by 20, wouldn't Ohio State get in? They'd both have a 20-point loss. Ohio State's one would be a better loss than TCU's. There's a chance. There's a chance that TCU has the wheels come off. That's kind of a half of a prediction. There's a chance that the wheels come off enough that where everybody's worried about USC missing out, there's a chance that I think TCU might end up dropping out of the table. Let's catch a break. When we get back, I'll really quickly get you some betting picks. Then we'll get out of here. It's play-by-play on KLEB. The team at Calvin Braxton Ford wishes you peace, joy, and prosperity throughout the coming year. Thank you for your continued support and partnership. We look forward to working with you for many years to come. Happy holidays from the staff at Calvin Braxton Ford and Lockport. No more mold. No more damage. No more outdated old bathroom. No more slipping and hurting. No more stress. Make your ordinary bathroom extraordinary for only $99 per month. New shower, new door, new tub, new wall, new anti-slip technology. Be stress-free. Call 800-770-5322. BCI Bath & Shower is made in America for the highest quality. Ask about our military and senior discounts. Your dream bathroom in as little as one day. First 50 callers save $1,500 on a never-clear glass-treated door. Call now for free premium color upgrades. 800-770-5322. Call BCI Bath & Shower, the leader in bathroom remodeling. Be smart, safe, and stay a step ahead of inflation with our interest-free financing options. Call 800-770-5322. Love your bathroom with free upgrades. Call 800-770-5322. That's 800-770-5322. Home Health Services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health, for the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about Home Health Services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. What does the WeatherBug app tell you? My commute will be a doozy today. Pack my allergy meds. Lightning. Pick up a pizza, not a tennis racket. With more free map layers than any other weather app, WeatherBug tells you more of what you need to know to prepare you for the unpredictable. Discover why over 10 million users choose WeatherBug. 
Maybe it's a commute to the couch day. Download the WeatherBug app today for free. El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse Highway 1 in Raceland features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. Want a freezy, easy-go gas golf cart? Golden Motors will be giving away a brand-new golf cart to anyone who buys a new or pre-owned vehicle during the months of November 1st through January 31st. Buy your next new or pre-owned car, truck, or SUV and get your chance to win. See our collection of Silverados, Equinox, Trailblazers arriving daily. Golden Motors, where price is priority. On Highway 3235 and Cutoff, call 985-325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Hi, I'm Chad Boudreau, owner-president of Joe's Septic Contractors. One of the real joys of the holiday season is the opportunity to say thank you and to wish everyone a happy holiday and new year filled with wealth, happiness, and prosperity. From the staff of Joe's Septic and the entire Boudreau family. I told you guys a couple days ago when this song played. This song just gets me fired up, man. Got me one to run through a brick wall here on Play by Play to wrap up the week. The first pick that we give you guys as we wrap up today's show and wrap up the week. I like under 67.5 for Utah and USC. I think Utah is going to run right at them, control the ball, control the clock. I think they're going to get off the field enough on third down to make this one go under. I also like Utah plus two and a half against USC because I think Utah is going to beat them heads up. So those are the first two that I give you. For the weekend, man, I like LSU in 17 and a half. I ain't going to lie. I don't think they're going to get beat that bad. Um, <clears throat> let's see. I like um, uh, NBA. There we go. There's the app. Uh, for the NBA tonight, I like the – why is this not loading? Oh, there we go. I like the Milwaukee Bucks to cover eight against the Lakers. I think the Bucks are going to put it on them pretty good. I also like my Philadelphia 76ers. Sorry, Philly, I think you're going to get beat tonight. Minus five. I like the Grizzlies to cover the five against the 76ers, but I do like over 217 in that game. And I like the Suns minus 11 over the Rockets. Boy, it's easy money betting against the Rockets. We've we've had good success with that. Um, on the road against quality teams, there, there's no reason why they should play competitive. They're not good. They're, I don't know why those lines aren't bigger than what they are, but we'll take advantage of them while they are the way that they are currently. So that'll do it for us, man. We've had a good week of shows. We really have. I uh, want to thank everybody for listening. Thanks to Damian for his time. Thanks for Coach Chandler Guitros for his time. And thanks to our sponsors for their support. The Blue Boot Foundation, Bent's RV, located on Highway 90 in Booty, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Do Friend Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. And Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics. 
and community youth sports organizations. That's it for me today, guys. Have a wonderful rest of the day. Have a great weekend. If you're going out to Patterson tonight, be safe. Hopefully they bring home a victory and punch their ticket into the Dome. And good luck to all the other teams in the area who are going to be competing and playing tonight around the state of Louisiana. You've been listening to Play by Play. Casey Jistler wrapping up the week. Adios, y'all. Have a wonderful weekend. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.